Amwar makes getting dressed easy. With a clothing rental membership from Amwar, build the perfect wardrobe with brands that are high quality, unique, and recommended just for you. All you have to do is take a five-minute style quiz and select items from your dynamic, personalized closet. The styles show up at your door in as little as two days. Then when you're ready for new clothes, just swap them out for new-to-use styles. Now, I mentioned on the podcast recently that I have been pregnant or breastfeeding for four and a half years, and that season of my life came to a close recently, and I was like, I forgot I can wear normal clothes again that don't need to be breastfeeding friendly or constantly changing in sizes with a postpartum body. And so now I'm left with trying to figure out, well, what do I wear? What is my style? I can't even remember. And styles have changed so much in the last few years. And so I've been having fun experimenting with different types of clothing. And I love that Amoir has allowed me to try some different styles of jeans and kind of step outside my comfort zone and figure out what I love, what works for my body type, and to not have spent money on things that I was like, "Mm, actually, this doesn't work after I wore it a few times and realized I don't really like it. And so it's been a great opportunity for me to try out some new things and help me to define my personal style. And I also love that the style quiz, the different suggestions that they gave after I took the style quiz, it was right in line with what I would want to wear. And so I have just loved this service and I would love for you to get to try it out and get a great deal. Right now, my listeners can give Amwar a try and get up to 50% off their first month. That's up to $125 off. Just visit amwar.style forward slash crystal. That is amwar.style A-R-M-O-I-R-E dot style slash crystal to get up to 50% off your first month and never worry about what to wear again. Try Amoir today. Welcome to the Crystal Pain Show, where we help you embrace your life right where you are and give you practical steps to get to where you want to go. Now, let's get a cup of tea and spend a few minutes together. Here's your host, wife, mother of three, and entrepreneur, Crystal Payne. Welcome to another episode of The Crystal Payne Show. Today's topic is one that has been highly requested by people, not necessarily just to do a podcast episode, but people have written in and said, Crystal, we're home, we're doing this self-isolation thing, we're quarantining, and we need some ideas for family fun. And so I actually pulled my Instagram audience and also put on my own thinking cap and put together a lot of different creative ideas for ways to have fun at home as a family. And these are things that would work for different age levels And they don't require you to really go out and buy anything. You should be able to just use what you have on hand. And they're simple because I'm all about keeping things simple. But I try to come up with things that weren't just on everybody else's list. So I hope this is helpful to you as you are at home. Um, I know probably a lot of us are going to be at home until the end of April, if not longer. And I just want to inspire you with ways that your family can make some memories and have some fun in the process. But before we get to that, 
Jesse, we've had a lot going on in our house. No, no, no. no. It's been pretty boring, actually. We've been home a lot. That is all very tongue-in-cheek. Yes. We've been home other than for necessities. You've gone to the grocery store a few times, Mm -hmm. and we have gone to the hospital and doctor's appointments and doctor's appointments that are at the hospital, which is probably not really the best place to be going right now. Although I will tell you that the hospitals that I've been at are kind of deserted now yeah, because they're, they're like hardly letting anyone in. You have to have really special permission to get in. But our life has been full adjusting to this preemie who he is, he just outgrew preemie diapers. So I kind of feel like I can't call him a preemie anymore, even though he is still pretty medically fragile. But we are just loving him so much. He's still learning how to sleep in his bed, though. That's mm-hmm. something that is um, keeping things interesting day and night. And he's also just learning how to be on a schedule here at our house. He was on a great schedule at the NICU, but mm-hmm. at our house, it's different. And different noises and sounds and all of people. that. People. And smells and um, people picking you up when you make noise. That's new. (laughs) Yes. He's learning that, oh, I make noise. I get picked up. And it's also hard because we, you know, like I said, he's medically fragile and he really struggled to gain weight, especially the first probably six, mm, probably more like eight weeks of his life when he was in the NICU. And so they really encourage us to not let him cry that much because he expends a lot of calories when he cries. So I don't really want to let him cry much. And so then there's that tendency as soon as he makes any little noise, it's like, oh, we got to go pick him up. But he will eventually figure out how to sleep in his bed. And in the last day, he has actually calmed himself Mm -hmm. down. And when we've put him in his bed awake, he's actually gone to sleep. So that's huge progress and we're excited about that but we are just loving him so much it's so fun just to see every day is something new a new step that he's taken so yeah he's just it was weird because when he was in the NICU and I spent time up there he never really interacted at all he didn't Mm -hmm. open up his eyes much and he just was just I mean sweet little baby to hold but he wasn't interactive at Mm -hmm. all and now that he's come home to our house he is just incredibly interactive and sometimes we have to be like, okay, now you need to calm down because you need to sleep because you've been interacting so much. So that's really fun to see and just all the things that he's learning and, you know, using his eyes and tracking and um, interacting by cooing and talking with us and stuff. The kids are just having the best time. So then we have baby number two that's going to be coming home soon. Well, have to birth the baby. (laughs) Before then, yeah, small little detail, you know, yeah, yeah. just just a little little blip in the road. We are hoping that baby stays in for just a little bit longer, not only because I really don't want baby to have to be up at the NICU, as we already did the NICU thing, and because of all the rules and regulations right now, Mm -hmm. because of COVID 19, I would be the only person that would be able to go up to the NICU, and so I'm just like, baby, stay in, but. I'm over 36 weeks, and so we're hopeful that we're getting to the point where we don't have to be so concerned about 
maybe being born early. That, and, and the funny thing is, is I've never had an early baby. No. You, so no. I'm not, it's just, I think this time around, because there's just so many different moving parts mm-hmm. for some reason, I'm like, what if this is the time? What if this is when I actually do have an early baby? But we had a sonogram yesterday. Yesterday. I lose track. I lose, tra- I lose track of time because I'm up in the night so much now. But our first, our 36 week ultrasound, because I am of advanced maternal age at 38 and a half years old. As You're old. As it said right up on the, the ultrasound, it was like 38 years, six months. I was like, oh yeah, I did have my half birthday, didn't I? Anyway, so we had the 36-week ultrasound. We'll start having ultrasounds every week just to make sure everything looks good. And that was really fun to get to see the baby because it had been 16 weeks since we had an ultrasound. Mm-hmm. And baby's head down. Everything looked great. And we were able to confirm the gender, which was super exciting because we'd had the DNA test at 12 weeks. But you and I are kind of like, I don't know. Do we really believe a DNA test is true? We've heard that some people have gotten wrong results with mm-hmm. it. So it's just weird. We've heard that, quite a few of those to give us pause. It's just weird that they take my blood and then that's how they did. I mean, that's just to me weird. I know people who are probably medical are like, duh, Crystal. It's obvious. But so then at twenty, the 20 week ultrasound, we were hoping to confirm the gender and baby decided that did not want to let us confirm the gender. So we've just been wondering and wondering. So we were able to confirm the gender. So that was exciting. And the DNA test was correct. And we will let you all know after the baby is born. We've been keeping it as our family secret. I wanted to talk to you about this book that I have been reading called The Lazy Genius Way. And I know a lot of you, because if you're listening to podcasts, you're probably very familiar with the Lazy Genius Podcast by Kendra Adachi. And this is her book that's coming out in August. I got a pre-release copy in the mail. I actually, full disclosure, have not listened to her podcast. I don't think I may have heard her on a podcast way back when. I don't listen to very many podcasts, which, Jesse, that's probably like the number one rule breaking all podcasting rules that you're a podcaster who doesn't really listen to podcasts, but it is what it is. Mm -hmm. And so this book, The Lazy Genius Way, is embrace what matters, ditch what doesn't, and get stuff done. And I have read a lot of time management books, a lot of life management books, but I loved her fresh approach. I felt like she was funny, she was relatable, but she also kind of approached things in a way that it was unique and it was different and it challenged my thinking. Some of it was repeat, but there was a lot of stuff that I had to stop and kind of reread and really think about. So I loved this and I wanted to share this one section with you. This section actually, it's kind of a little bit different than what the rest of the book is because the book is very practical, but I thought it was so appropriate for where we are in our world right now. She said, I'm not trying to bring you down, but life is hard. You're wounded and tired and have stories no one knows, just like I do and just like the pretty stranger at Target does. You also might have the tendency to see your circumstances as the be-all and end-all and forget that so much is happening within and around you, whether you notice it or not. The more you focus on what your season doesn't have, the more you'll despair, compare, resent, and feel generally bummed out. 
you also miss out on the good that's right in front of you. Instead, be where you are. Do the next right thing. Live in the season you're in with open hands so you can receive what it has to offer. I'm not saying it's easy. That's a flat out lie. But seasons are bigger than you are. They come and go and they always invite you to become more of who you already are. And I thought this goes along with not only everything that's going on in our world and us being home and just everything being canceled. And I've heard from so many people that it's really been a challenge. And I know I've had days where it's easy to kind of sink into a little bit of this depressed feeling of I'm just getting up and doing the same thing every single day. There's not a lot to look forward to. And you can just kind of just feel this heaviness hanging over you. And then so many unknowns, so much unrest, a lot of heavy stuff going on. But I love how she talks about the more you focus on what your season doesn't have, the more you'll despair, compare, resent, and feel generally bummed out. You also miss out on the good that's right in front of you. And that's really how I want to live my life. And that's really why I wanted to have this podcast episode be about creative family fun that you can do at home. Because I want to encourage myself as well as everyone listening to really be where you are and embrace right where you are. One thing my youth group, small group, Jesse and I both lead a small group at our youth group at church, and he has seventh grade boys. I have eighth grade girls, and we've been meeting via Zoom with Mm -hmm. them, which has been very interesting. interesting, Yes. And we're still figuring that out and getting hang of it, but we want to really still be able to connect with them. And this past week, I wanted to encourage them in the same way to be where they are and to make the most of it. And so I had everyone go around and share a blessing from their past week and then a way that they could bless someone else. Because I think we can focus on what we don't have. We can focus on what we're not getting to do. We can focus on everything that's being canceled. We can focus on, you know, oh, we just feel stuck at home. But how is that going to help anything? And so I was challenging myself and challenging them every day. Let's find a blessing and let's give a blessing. And so that was a tangent from this book. And I promise this book is not just deep stuff like that. There's a lot of really, really practical hands-on stuff. But again, that was The Lazy Genius Way by Kendra Adachi. And we will put the link to it in the show notes. Let's talk about what's saving our life. And Jesse, I don't know if, if this one is going to be a joint yes. saving our life yeah, thing. Yeah, definitely. But for me, when I was thinking, what is saving my life right now? It is absolutely the fact that we are all working together as a family and taking shifts to be able to care for our little guy that we're fostering, but also be able to take care of ourselves. Because knowing that I'm 36 weeks pregnant. We're going to be bringing another newborn home very soon, recognizing that we have to pace ourselves. And, you know, if it was a three-week season or something like that, and I wasn't this pregnant, I might be able to be like, you know what, guys, just everybody sleep. I'll just try to survive on three or four hours of sleep. I'll make it work. But I can't make that work right now. When I'm 36 weeks pregnant, I really need 
six to seven hours of sleep. And it doesn't have to be all in one big chunk. That's that's not realistic right now. But if I can get it in two or three chunks during a 24-hour period, it makes a world of difference. Mm-hmm. And I think it's been really good for me because I am usually someone who is very like pull myself up by my own bootstraps, not ask for help. I'm a driver, I'm a doer and a task oriented person. And it's like, I'll just get it done. You need something done. I'm your girl. You push through it to your detriment. But with this, where I'm at in my life, I just can't, like, Mm -hmm. I can't push through. I can't survive maybe one or two nights. And I did, I survived on just a few hours of sleep. But after about night four, I was, I was toast. Mm -hmm. And and so we sat down and we kind of said, okay, how are we going to do this? How is this going to work? How how can this work long-term? And so we came up with kind of a system or schedule of sorts where we all take shifts. So at night, I'm able to go to bed really early. And then Jesse and Catherine take the shift, the first shift, shift of the night. And then Catherine takes the next shift because she is our night owl. And right now she is home from school and doing virtual school, which she has quite a bit of flexibility with that. And then I get up at two and I take the two to 5 a.m. shift. Usually it's, he's done with feeding about 5.30, 5.45. And then Caitlin takes the 6 a.m. to eight or sometimes even 9 a.m. shift. And Jesse, you've been helping her with that. Mm-hmm. So you're helping with the feeds because I don't really want the girls to be up by themselves doing the feeding. And I think that it's, but having you there or you have done some of the feeds as well, Mm -hmm. but it just worked really well for us to kind of all be helping out during that eight to eight, 8 PM to 8 AM timeframe so that everybody is able to get decent rest. Mm -hmm. No one is having to carry too much on their shoulders and he is getting adequate, you know, good care and somebody's watching over him because sometimes he does, he will just, he has a little bit of breathing issues and that sort of thing. So we want to make sure we're, we're carefully watching him. And then I can rest easy because I know that someone else is taking care of him. So that allows me to be able to fall into a deep sleep. And I feel like, I, I mean, I, I can't speak for you, but I feel like it's kind of the same for all of us. Mm-hmm. Oh, I definitely agree. And Silas is also stepping up because, I mean, he came to me and said, hey, this is my shift um, earlier this morning. And he usually he, takes he, like the mid morning shift because I, he's a little young for me to be saying, yeah, let's get up early or stay up yeah. late. I don't want that. And we wouldn't be, the girls wouldn't be doing it if they were in school and having to get up early for school and all that. But because they're home right now we're doing virtual right school now. and have lots of flexibility in their day, they still have to be online at certain times for certain school things. And they still have a lot of projects to do. But for the most part, they can kind of pick their schedule and their day. So that's been just such a blessing and truly is saving my life. And I feel like our whole family. And I think it's also such a great opportunity for us to all work together. Mm -hmm. Well, the other thing too, though, is that we're working it into a schedule that they already have. I mean, Catherine was already staying up late Mm -hmm. at those hours. Caitlin was already getting up early Mm -hmm. at those hours. They're just stepping up and using those to take care of the baby. Yes. Shifting gears, let's talk about creative family fun ideas that you can do while in isolation or quarantine or social distancing or whatever you want to call it. 
Most of these are things at home, but there are a few that involve a vehicle because can social distance, is it social distance or social distancing? I don't know how you verb Socially distance yourself. Socially distance yourself (laughs) in your vehicle. And sometimes it's nice to get out. Number one, have a scavenger hunt. And this is something that the kids have actually been asking us to do. We haven't done it yet, but we've done it in the past. And they have loved this. And I think it would be so much fun. You could do this in your car. I saw that there are a lot of different things on Pinterest or online. You can search for um, a car scavenger hunt. And I heard from some families that they actually had two vehicles and they had, they split their family. If they had enough people in their family, split them into teams and they took two vehicles and they had a time limit and they had to try to, you know, find certain things. Like it, I don't know if it'd be like three cows in a field. It depends on where you live, but there mm-hmm. were a lot of different scavenger hunts online where you never get out of your car, just looking outside and just something different, something to kind of get out and about, or you could do a scavenger hunt at your house. You know, if you have really young kids you could keep it really simple. If you have older kids, you can make it really complex, like something that there's going to be math problems and algorithms and technical things, like all sorts of things that they have to figure out. There was someone who wrote in, Lois, she said, something we did was print up an around town scavenger hunt. We divided into two teams. My husband took half in his truck and I took the other half in the Suburban. We set a time limit and hit the road. We had so much fun. It got us out of the house. It got our mind off the stress of it all. And it was a good, healthy competition. She said one could also do a walking hunt if you lived right in town. There's many variations one could do for this. Thanks to Lois for sharing that. Another idea that I had, which is similar, but it's to go on a drive. And there are so many fun car games. We like to play these when we're on road trips. Things like the alphabet game where you're trying to Each person is trying to find every letter of the alphabet before anyone else does. You're looking at road signs. You're looking at license plates. And we always say you can only take one letter from each sign per sign or license plate. And so that's just a fun thing. There's things like that. Or, you know, there's, it depends upon where you live. If there are, if there's a lot of vehicles or a lot of scenery, what it is, but you can Google car games and come up with lots of things. And so the states too. Yes. I was thinking about that, but then I was like, probably there's not enough people who are traveling with different license plates. If that's what you were referring to, it's probably not a good game to play right now, but there are lots of fun, different games in addition to a scavenger hunt that you could do. And I think it's just nice for, I know for our kids just to get out of the house because if they're home all day, every single day, just a change of scenery can feel Mm -hmm. pretty exciting. And you might even, you know, sometimes it's like we will go through a drive through or something like that. Just so it's like, they're not getting out of the car. They're not getting exposed to any germs, I guess, except for the, you know, whatever we're getting at the drive through, but you can sanitize that. Mm -hmm. And then just something different and fun. One thing I was thinking of was if you're in a historical area, you can generally have, an audio uh, auto tour. Sometimes they have those set up. Oh yeah. That's a great idea. Or you could go, if you live somewhere where they have scenic routes or Mm -hmm. something, you know, you could just go drive on a scenic scenic route, obviously obey your laws. I know some of, I think some of the States are kind of limiting how much you can 
travel or something. So make sure that you're doing that. I love this idea that Leah gave. She said, our teenagers used sidewalk chalk and made a big board game path in the street for our young neighbor kids. They put different letters or shapes on each square and then dropped a sheet and a die on their doorstep with instructions for each letter. It's been a hit. And each day we drop a new sheet with new activities for the letters and shapes, and it creates a whole new game for the day for them. It's been awesome as it gives our teens and the young kids something to do. They even started giving instructions back to us. They know our family is missing water polo practice a lot right now, so they've themed our game instructions around workouts. It's funny. I thought it was a really fun idea. So, you know, if you have teenagers thinking of like, is there something that they could do that you're still social distancing, but to bring some joy and fun to young kids in your neighborhood or the elderly, you know, so just kind of tasking them with coming up with something creative. So I love that idea from Leah. Another idea that we love as a family is watching old movies, especially musicals. And so if there are old movies that you haven't watched in a long time or maybe never watched, now is a great time to pull those out. Probably don't actually pull them out. More like download them or purchase them them or get them. I don't even know if rent them. Like probably it's more watch them on Disney Plus or something. But there are so many fun, great musicals. And this is a great time for your family to be able to enjoy some of those things that you maybe said, oh, we should watch that. Now is the time that you actually can. One thing that Catherine came up with is she and her friends all on their own decided that they are writing letters to one another. And I didn't know anything about this until all of a sudden all these letters started showing up in our mailbox. And I was like, what's going on, Catherine? And she's like, oh, we all decided that we're going to write letters. And I thought that was such a fun idea. Sure, they can FaceTime. Sure, they can you know get on Google Hangouts together. Sure, they can send texts and, and emails. But old-fashioned letters... How fun is that to get in the mail? And then Catherine, she actually got on Instagram and she said, anyone who would like for me to write a letter to you, just drop your address in the box. She has a private account, by the way. So we should, because Jesse, you were a little little concerned at first. And I was like, her account is very locked down. So she had so many people that asked for her to write that finally I said, honey, I think you probably should delete that off of your stories because you're not going to be able to write all those notes. But so that's been a fun thing. And I think it's a way to, like we talked about, blessing other people. And also it's good. It's a good skill set. I mean, when are kids these days writing letters? And, you know, she was like, mom, do we have enough stamps? Because I'm going to need a lot of stamps. and. So I thought that that was a fun idea. And I encouraged the my girls in my youth group to think of, you know, is there an elderly person? Is there someone who's lonely? Someone who they're single, they're all by themselves, and they're having to quarantine by themselves to send them a letter and how much that could really bless them. Two things that I wanted to mention, these aren't exactly family activities, although yes, they are. But we compiled a list on moneysavingmom.com of a bunch of educational freebies and fitness freebies. So if you're looking for some things you could do as a family when it comes to fitness or just something for yourself, there are dozens of freebies online right now. And a lot of these fitness programs are offering a two-week or four-week trial or even a completely free access for a few months to their online fitness programs. And some of them don't even require a credit card. 
So we will put the link in the show notes for that. And educational freebies, they have been almost overwhelming. (laughs) There's been so many great Mm -hmm. educational freebies. So if you are looking for something for your kids to do and for you to feel like, you know, they're on screens, but they're learning something, we'll put the link for that in the show notes as well. And there are just a crazy amount of links, apps, websites, and some of them, they're complete full curriculum and you're getting it for 30 days. There's also some audiobooks and some other things on there as well, free eBooks. So definitely check that out. Even if you don't have any kids at home and you love to read or you love audiobooks, there are some amazing freebies when it comes to that right now. I love this idea from Kim. She said, we have started a once a week dress for dinner night. Basically, everyone gets out of pajamas and puts on Sunday best outfits. Makeup and doing your hair is encouraged, but not required. Then we eat our usual family meal, but maybe we add candlelight and special dinner music. Nothing too difficult, but it certainly breaks up the monotony and gives us a, quote, marker in our week. And this was another great idea from Carrie. She said, as soon as school was closed up here, I had my girls make a list of all the things that they would want to do, like bake homemade bread family game night, bike ride, bake cookies, etc. I put each item on a piece of paper, put them all in a bowl, and they get to take turns drawing one every day. Sometimes we have to wait a day or two to get some supplies, like they wanted to make homemade ice cream, but we've had most all of it on hand. The girls love it, and we keep adding activities to our, quote, bowl of fun. Another thing that we've just been trying to really prioritize is laughter, and I think that that's really important at this time. And so we've been sharing a lot of memes. And I tell you, the meme game is strong right now. And so we've been having a lot of fun with, you know, one of us will find one and then we go around and we share it with everyone else. And the other morning I was laughing until I was crying at some of the ones that you were showing. And it's just... I think you were kind of slap happy too. I might've been really, really tired, but it was still fun. It was still laughter that I needed. I really needed the laughter. So... Just looking for things to laugh about. And maybe that's a funny movie. Maybe that's YouTube clips. But finding that funny and then sharing it with someone else, it makes it, I think, twice or quadruples the fun when you share it with someone else and don't just keep it for yourself. One encouragement that I would have to you during this time, it's, a you know, when we really think about this, this is a historic and historic, sorry, I got to be grammatically correct, and historic time. And this is one of those things where for years and years and years to come, they are going to look back in the history books and in all sorts of speeches and books and things like that and talk about this time period in the world. And I think one thing that would be important and something that you will appreciate that you've done is to keep a record. Keep, you know, write about what you're experiencing. Take pictures. One thing that I've been doing is to actually chronicle a day in my life. And I've done this twice already. I'm probably going to do it again. But just to chronicle that for this time and what it was like. What was it like to stay home full time? And what were we doing? And what were we, you know, what season of life were we in? And and just taking pictures and just chronicling a day in our life. So I just encourage you, take the opportunity to write things down and to keep a record. And also learn a new skill. I know that this is probably on every list when it comes to things to do at home, but we've really encouraged our kids to be creative and every day to do something creative. Like we talked about, that was something that we had them put on their schedules. And 
they have come up with some really great outside the box ideas. They've been trying cooking and new recipes. They've had so much fun with that. But then also the girls have really been getting into doing friendship bracelets. Catherine is just starting a huge paint by number canvas and also doing a lot of drawing. And Caitlin, she made donuts for the first time. And so it's just been fun to see them come up with creative things. And I haven't really been able to join them in the whole learn a new skill unless you say that learning a new skill is um, learning how to take care of a a baby who's in the NICU. I feel like I'm getting a crash course in basic nursing NICU skills or something because there's so many words that I'm learning and so many different things that I, I just had never knew. And I have just loved that. So I guess in a sense, I am learning a new skill. It's just not like, oh, I'm going to learn how to knit or something, Mm -hmm. but it's an important life skill. And I had to um, brush up on my CPR and all sorts of things like that. And I mean, if you want one more thing that could keep your family really occupied is have a baby. Yeah. Or two. Takes a little planning, you know, nine months. (laughs) You would have had to, you would have had to plan ahead on that one. So I'm sorry for those of you who missed the ball, but I will say that That has, we have not struggled to come up with things to do because of bringing a baby into our home and prepping for bringing another one into our home. And so that's been, it's been a real gift that we have been home to just love on this little boy and, and anticipate our baby coming. And I hate to use the word gift because I know that there's so much sadness and grief and sorrow and hard things in the world. And so many people are struggling with so much, but I just also want to see it as this is a gift that we get to be together as a family. Mm -hmm. This is a gift that we get to experience this all as a family. This is a gift that we have the time and the space to just love this little boy. Well, and I was saying today on Instagram how so much of my life right now is literally just sitting and holding this little boy. Mm-hmm. And my word for 2020 is savor. And I feel like I'm getting so many opportunities to really live that word out. And as someone who is usually a go, 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 do, do, do kind of person, to just sit and be able to just savor and love and speak words of life and also for us to just gather around and just kind of laugh at his antics and, you know, be so overjoyed as we see him learning new things and the progress that he's making and everything. It's just, it is a gift to have that space in our life. I agree. And I know we're going to get ready to wrap up here, but one thing that I think is important during this time is to be in the moment, but also look for the good. Because if you don't, you're going to focus on the bad and that's going to throw you into a depression and not gonna, you're not going to get through it. Mm-hmm. So use the opportunity. Yes. Look and find where those gifts are and own them. Mm. And usually what you look for, you tend to see more of. Thank you so much for joining us today. I hope this in some way sparked or inspired something in your home. And I'd love to hear from you. What creative family fun things are you doing? 
What outside the box things have you come up with to do that still fall within the guidelines of social distancing? What blessings are you seeing in your life right now? Send an email to crystal at moneysavingmom.com. We'd love to hear from you. Have a great week. And hopefully, Lord willing, if a baby doesn't arrive in the next week, we will have a podcast episode for you next week. Thank you for joining us today. For more great resources, please visit crystalpain.com. 